baseball coach of the eve of the state semifinal, Westlake Pearland, but uh, kind of a, an awesome moment to be able to take a team to the state semifinal, to the tournament, and be local. You know, it's a long time coming for you, I know, because it's it's great to be able to sleep in your own bed, to be able to practice on your own field. It definitely feels like it's a little bit of a home field advantage. You know, we were talking to some of the guys who have played in state championship games previously, you know, and they said one guy told this funny story uh, uh, about getting up and mowing his yard the morning of the state championship game. And, you know, we get to stay in our routine, right? We get to practice at our own field. We get to have a home-cooked meal tonight. I mean, we're, we're, we're staying in our routine. So that's, that's advantage shaps as far as I'm concerned. And I think also the hurry-up-and-wait mentality is something that you've had to deal with as well. You know, you've got tournament play that, that's hurry-up-and-wait. And for those of you that don't know, in the world of baseball, there's a lot of it. With weather delay, with lightning delays, there's a lot of get to the ballpark, get ready to go, and then things might not necessarily go on schedule. But your experience with the football team, you've got a lot of football players. The routine is not necessarily based on time. It's based on what you're doing and how you're doing it. Talk about the routine and that schedule going into the semifinal. I think the most difficult thing that we've had to deal with all week has been the extra day. So in in other series, we would have already been playing on Thursday. The extra day of prep, but our guys have been staying loose. We've had great practices. You know, we've been in shorts. You know, they've had the shirts off a little bit. They're cutting up a little bit. And, and that's the way you want them is just to keep everything loose, keep it normal, and, and have great feel-good practices. And that's what I think you know, a lot of people don't understand is when you get into games where it's one and done, you know, you have the ability all year long to play series, you know, two-game series in district, three-game series in playoffs. You played 11 playoff games, and now all of a sudden, it's sudden death. And I don't think you can go in there and preach that mentality of, hey, you've got to give it all on this particular moment, every single thing. I think you can actually break it down inning by inning. And I know you're a big Augurito fan. Sure. He, he sat in the dugout and told me that for years. If you play by the inning, by the out, that game gets a little bit easier to play. 21 outs, one pitch at a time, one out at a time, executing on offense, throwing strikes, making defensive plays, which we've been able to do all year long, getting guys over, getting guys to third base with less than two outs. Somebody getting a big hit. That's what that's what the shafts have been doing all year long. And I wouldn't expect anything different going in this game. I it's a it's a one game season. Our guys understand that. We've had our backs against the wall before. It's not gonna be a problem for the shafts, I promise you that. Relentless pressure is something I know that is a football mantra, and I know Tony Salazar, Todd Dodge before him. Relentless pressure. I was having a conversation with Braden Babb as he kind of started to emerge with the injury to Theo and just how things were going about what you needed at the top of the lineup. And you needed a guy like Babb to create chaos. You've got a bunch of those guys up and down the lineup that when they get on base, you've actually been able to utilize their speed in ways that I don't think many high school coaches have had the opportunity. 162 stolen bases in 44 games. I don't know if it's a school record. I don't know if it's a state record, but it is a lot of stolen bases. And I think that's that's another area as people are just finding out about who the Shaps are. Coming in in the state tournament, going to watch this team for maybe the first, second, or third time, they're going to know that the Shaps are going to put pressure on the uh, on the opponent no matter who it is. The the key word is, and you hear this a lot with uh, if you're watching uh, the Oklahoma or, or if you're watching um, Texas, they'll talk about chaos, chaos on the bases. And getting guys in motion is really what that means. You know, we have some sparks that are, it's not just Braden Babb, but there's different sparks up and down our lineup. Nathan Duvall can run. Isaac Beeler can run. Cooper Berry can run. Aiden Bennett can run. We're just up and down our lineup. 
we have guys that can that, that we want to put in motion, and we've been able to do that all year. We put Blake Peterson in motion. Blake Peterson's been in motion quite a bit. So, you know, these are guys who are they're battle-tested. They've played in a lot of big games. They understand the situation. They understand that we're going to try to get guys in scoring position, and they know how to do it. It's easy to talk about the game tying hit. It's easy to talk about the game, ultimate game winning hit with Ty Shapiro. It's it's easy to, to, to pick apart the double play that happened at the end of the game. I want to take you back to two scenarios in the game to win. People always ask, whether it's football, basketball, baseball, volleyball, tennis, golf, whatever it is here in Westlake Nation, what's the difference when it comes to the playoffs and state? What makes a Westlake athlete different? Neck up is really the difference, the intelligence. The ground ball to third base with the runner on leading off. Aiden Bennett has the presence of mind to tag the runner out before he gets back to third base and then throws across the diamond. And then the execution from a pinch hitting standpoint, Caden Bainick getting on base, taking four pitches, not getting too big for the moment, not trying to force something, allowing it to happen. And then execution with Peterson and Barry, the the ability to be able to do the small little things that put you in position to win game two, no doubt will carry into the semifinal. The misconception around uh, the state or, or or around Central Texas is that, you know, Westlake kids are soft. Or what, Westlake kids aren't soft. You don't play in three state championships in a row in football, state championships in golf. Those are pressure games. Those are pressure situations. Westlake people are tough. Our community's tough, our parents are tough, and our kids are tough, and they grew up like that. So we, we put them in these situations. I'm not shocked at all that we are able to execute, keep our cool, and execute, because that's what they've grown up doing. That's the Westlake way. Doing the little things right, but then also having some sort of perspective on it. And I know that's where you, Tyler Vale, and David McGee come in. I know David is a new addition to the staff, but I know that he has meant everything to the way the Chaparral offense has responded this year, to the challenges that he brought to you, what he noticed when he came in as a, as a coach and as a former head coach. How has that relationship between the three of y'all really helped this team? With McGee, of course, coming in and just taking over the reins, and he takes the batting cages, he handles the hitters. In my opinion, the best hitting instructor in the state of Texas that goes for Tyler Vell, too. I've had a lot of good young assistants, but in my opinion, Tyler Vell is the, the best pitching coach in, in the state of Texas, if not one of the best pitching coaches in the nation at the high school level. We talk about player development constantly, but when, as a head coach, when you can lean on those guys, you have great assistants like that. And, and I've got, of course, we have Trey Beckman, too, who's a young addition as well. And Baylor Mullins, who's been great all year, too, with our young, with our uh, sub varsities. But when you can lean on those guys to do the player development as a head baseball coach, that allows you to be the CEO and the manager. And I, I can't tell you what, what they've meant to me as a staff because our guys are prepared. We're the best prepared team in the state. And I know that going in, they get them ready. And then we put them in places where they can be successful. I think also you look at it from what we hear from Tony Salazar every week during the fall is the expectation is, is that you're going to be better than you were the day before. So if the expectation is to get better, that is something that I think people miss on the baseball field because it is such a game of failure that it's hard to be better than you were because better in a statistical mindset is, well, I didn't get a hit today. Yeah, but you moved a guy over today. I didn't get, I didn't do what I wanted to do in the field today. Well, you, you made plays when you you need to make them. The idea that 
player development getting better as the season goes on. I think that is no more personified than in the play of Blake Peterson and Theo Gillen, guys that have spent some time, you know, not being able to play baseball. I think, too, it makes them appreciate when they get to come back and get back in the lineup, it makes them even appreciate it even more. You look at our at our at our players down the roster. I'm not just talking about the guys that start. I'm talking about all the role players too. All of our role players are playing better right now than they've ever played all season. Our starters have are peaking right now and playing better than they've played all season. You know, this is something that we've learned in football too. This is something that you're you're ramping up for the playoffs and then the state championship game is when you're peaking. That's when you're playing your best. You don't want to peak in week three. You don't want to peak in that third tournament in Frisco. You don't want to peak when you're playing Aikens in the first, the first district game. You want to peak when you get in the playoffs. You want to peak when you get in the regional finals. You want to peak when you get in the state tournament. And here we are, and I think that's, that's right what, what our guys have done. Final thought, Coach, the word around campus. And, again, it's been kind of a, a superstitious secret. I've known about it. You've known about it. Of course, it's a mantra that I think most people identify with when they realize that as a student of not only baseball but as a student of history, what does it mean from your perspective to burn the boats? Burn the boats. Come in, uh, assess the situation, execute, dominate. We're not leaving. The job's not done. There's no tomorrow domination that's what it means and i think you look at game two a lot of folks that saw that game that listened to that game they realize what burn the boats actually really means you're trailing one to nothing johnson is throwing very well they're trying to force a game three their backs against the wall and then all of a sudden aiden bennett comes up then all of a sudden ty shapiro comes up in a tough situation then all of a sudden you see a defensive change to get speed and arms in the outfield Mm -hmm. when the game is in the balance in the bottom of seventh you get out of it you move bab to right then bab's in a position to make a fantastic play to end game two i don't think i've ever seen a put out at home plate on a fly ball in the foul territory end the game but that emotion that ability to say okay take the deep breath we're 10 and 1 through playoffs that to me that win in extra innings that's burn the boats it was it was that that was one of the the, the greatest feelings ever is to win that game I, we've got guys here they like to win but they hate to lose joe they hate to lose and you saw us uh claw back in that game scratch back in that game and then find a way that's that's what burn the boats is right there i mean that's what that's what we've been doing all year we've, we've won in so many different ways but but uh friday night's game boy that was that was the great that was one of the the best games we've played all year for sure I know there's a lot to talk about with Pearland, but just the mindset of what you're going to tell your guys tomorrow when you step on the field at Dell Diamond and say, hey, guys, here we go. We're expecting a, a tight game. We're expecting a, a game where we have to get, get a bunt down. Somebody's going to have to get a big hit. It's going to be about timely hitting. It's going to be about our defense keep, and our pitching keeping us in the game. It's going to be a close game. It, it could be an extra inning game. You know, when you look at the games we played in the stretch run, how many extra inning games have we won in the stretch run, you know? How many extra inning games did we win during the season? Our guys are ready for it. So I told them earlier, it might be a battle of attrition, but if we'll just throw strikes, make plays, and execute, we'll come out on top. Coach, as always, thanks for the time and good luck. Appreciate it, Joe.